And we are back for another part train. Strat, we just we just finished it. I mean, we really went deep with what 82 wins and Tiger's accomplishment means. Not only for golf, not only for the golf fan, not only for Tiger, but for sports in general. I mean, that was, yeah. I feel like I almost blacked out the last 38 yeah. minutes. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's uh, we make a lot of really excellent points you know no big deal uh hate to pat ourselves on the back but you know if you're a golf fan if you're not a golf fan there's going to be some stuff in here that's going to make you want to watch tiger next year and just golf in general so um i like you said within the episode i got jacked up again because i was a little complacent but i feel like i'm back in a big way and i can't wait for the next season to start yeah i think we put into perspective of what it means in sports we even helped tiger out with his press conference skills um, we slide in there, we help him out. We talk through our favorite tweets from today, some stats you probably didn't know. And then we compare it against other sports records. We talk, if you haven't been, if you got a friend or a family member that isn't appreciating what's going on right now with Tiger, you know, we give you a couple pieces of advice and ammo that you could probably use to wake them up. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. the list goes on and on. Did I forget anything? That we, oh, yeah. And we helped Tiger build his resume. Yeah, I mean, tough to watch. The guy had it in wingdings. I mean, <laughs> who is managing that? Two pages, too. We had to get it down yeah, to one page. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. But uh, this is a good one, and we'll get right into the episode. And we are back for another part train. Uh, spoiler alert, it was supposed to be all three of us, and Cermak is an answer in his phone. So... <laughs> It's just so, Strat and Ev. I don't know yeah, what's going on. Super weird. CERM with technical issues, connection problems. It's weird. Doesn't happen often. We were supposed to record on Thursday. The blessing, I guess, that we waited because CERM wasn't feeling well. We moved it to today. And now we're changing what we were going to talk about to Tiger uh, because, you know, there was kind of a big thing that happened today. So we're going to talk about that it. instead. Heard of it. Uh, but no CERMAC. So, hey, nope. you know, we're adaptable. We'll work with it. We're just going to. Play each hole at a time, I guess, because that was cool golf reference, Ev. Yeah, that made sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, before we get into the conversation about the history that was made today, Strat, I think you had a little something uh, you wanted to tell the listeners about. Is that true? I did. So I was in Big Bear over the weekend. Oh. Heard of it? Cute, cute little mountain town. <laughs> uh, it's October as we record this. Uh, they have an Oktoberfest up there, so I decided to take the fam. Wanted to get out of the heat. It was a little toasty in L.A., unseasonably warm. Um, you know, this probably isn't the place to talk about global warming, but look it up because it's happening. Oh, it's happening. Science. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, I'm up there, and uh, we've got the pooch up there, and I saw a ridgeback being walked by another gentleman Whoa. as we were uh, heading into the beer tent, and I used to have a ridgeback. When I was younger, uh, we, we were, were Doberman family, but we had a Ridgeback once. Great, great pup. His name was Stryker. And it got me thinking about oh, our boys over at Roback. Great name. Holy but it got me thinking of our boys over at Roback. And, you know, I noticed a couple of, uh, there were some interesting fashion choices at the Oktoberfest. I got to say, there were some guys that were in full lederhosen, but you got to <laughs> tip your, your, your hat to them because that's, that's a bold move. But no one's going to talk shit about it at, at the Oktoberfest. And then there's some guys, uh, you know, in some some real questionable polos. And it reminded me how much I enjoy my rowback polos because of that 
proper fit. And mm-hmm. more, most importantly, the, the collar, which I've washed mine probably six or seven times now. And it keeps coming back. Like I'm, I'm thinking, all right, this is going to be the time where the collar goes. Right. But it keeps coming back and fighting for more. And I'm, it, I'm shocked. And you probably could have worn one at Oktoberfest and probably gotten some compliments. And, uh, you know, hey, if somebody spilled a beer on it, you're probably going to want to get another one. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. And you know and, what? I'll be real with you, Strat. We were, we, we love the founders over at Roback. And I'll, I'll be honest, like when they reached out and we started talking about partnering up, I'm more of a Travis Matthew guy up to this point, and you were always a Nike guy. So there was mm-hmm. a part of me that was like, you know, I had a few buddies that wore them, but I historically was not a big stripes guy, and I usually saw more stripes that they had. So I was never really into it. But I'm like, you know, we'll try them. You know, I'll try it out and see. And I was going to go on a hike the other day with a couple gals, you know, former colleagues. Mm-hmm. And I legitimately almost wore it. Because oh. I love the, the fit and how good it is in the heat. Mm-hmm. And now it's not even a question. You know how you just notice which shirts you wear the first out of the laundry? And yeah. you tend to go to the same golf shirts when it's clean for every time yeah. you play? That's how yeah. it is for me now. And I totally, like 100% genuinely, not because we're partnering with them, I was, very, I was pleasantly surprised. I wasn't expecting to have them be the first thing I pulled out of the closet. Yeah, no, I feel I feel the same way. Uh, I I think, like I said, the fit is probably my favorite part. And my wife actually asked me the other when I wore it, the first or the second time. She said, "Oh, what shirt is that?" Which is always oh. a big sign. Because where'd your she, where's your wife work for eight years? She worked at a yeah, an athleisure yoga yoga apparel company. Which you know <laughs> we're not going to say their name unless they want to pay us. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> but they made black stretchy pants. You could probably fill in the blanks. But That's a big uh, it's a good sh- coming from her. It's a big compliment. Yeah, the, it's uh, it's a big compliment. But you know, if next time you see uh, a Ridgeback or next time you see a Polo that just doesn't look like it's fitting all that good, why don't you just go ahead and check out a Roback? And and Ev, correct me if I'm wrong. Is there not a uh, discount code that our listeners can use? God, don't you wish you could say swipe up on the podcast? It's just fun to say. I mean, <laughs> you're right though. There just, is a code. Just say it. Oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> the code's par train. One word. Oh. P-A-R, oh, you sound like Sturm right there. P-A-R-T-R-A-I-N, did I spell it right? Sure did. And you get 20% off. So that's fun. It's free money. It's free money. And uh, yeah, we spent a long time talking about them at the start of this show, so we should probably move on. But you know, we're just speaking from the heart. That's all we can do. Before we get into Tiger tying 82 wins with Sam Snead, the most ever, you guys all know this if you listen to the show, I wanted to do something different to start. Before we give our takeaways from today and just the record in general, I thought it'd be kind of fun to put ourselves in Tiger's shoes because I know you love Nike. Mm -hmm. Do you think 2019 this year could potentially be the most satisfying year of his career to come back and win the Masters after everything he'd been through and end the year going into the being the captain of the President's Cup to tying the all-time record going into the next year? with not just like getting a major off his back, but also like tying that record. It's almost like everything is now looking forward. He feels like he's back. He got the knee um, cleaned up. Seems like he's just primed to attack Jack's record. I'm curious what you think, because here are the main years in my mind. We didn't have as much time because we changed the topic last minute to pull out every record he had ever done um, in every year. But 
the things that come to mind is obviously his first major in 97 with the crazy win at the Masters. The Tiger Slam has got to be up there in 2000. I know the 99 PGA was part of that, but there were the first three in, in 2000. 2008, Tory with the broken leg. We can go through a lot more, but you know him. Most, like, what do you think? Where do you think this would rank if you're Tiger? I think that it's probably got to be number one, and I'll tell you why. Oh. We all remember, well, no Tiger has been a, you know, a ruthless killer out on the golf course. And in his, er- in his early days, he was known for not just beating people, but wiping the floor with them. He changed the way that the game was played, and it looked like he was all but guaranteed to surpass every single record of substance in golf. But as we also know, when it was easy for him and he was dominating and there was nobody that could challenge him, he was looking for ways to challenge himself. And like any great athlete, I think the wins that he's achieved or the wins that are achieved in the face of the greatest adversity are Mm -hmm. probably the most satisfying. And for him to have come back from everything that happened to win the Masters, to then finish the end of the year tying Sam Snead's record, that's got to be probably the biggest challenge that he's ever faced, especially considering what we heard from him before he was able to come back and win, which is that he wasn't even sure if he could function as a human and a dad, let alone play golf at a competitive level. Right. So knowing that Tiger is quite literally fueled by competition and the thrill of the hunt and challenges i can't really see another scenario in which this isn't the biggest single challenge that he's faced as a golfer uh in his career so i have to think that it's probably the biggest no i 100 percent agree i i think the combination of finally getting a major for the first time in what 11 years mm-hmm. after everything and then tie the all-time record again there's just something very special where he's like okay from here on out it's all gravy right you know he wants to beat jack but for him psychologically to know that his next win gets him to the most ever and then beyond that he's just getting closer and closer to jack from a major perspective that's got to fuel the shit out of him especially because and this is kind of segueing into my takeaway for today versus how I would feel as Tiger. But what was most telling for me today is that not only did he do this wire to wire with weather delays, long days in Japan after crazy flight, like his body going through those types of flights, even on a private jet, you know, that's going to create some, some stiff joints, if you know Mm -hmm. what I mean, some stiffness. Mm -hmm. And so for him to win wire to wire in this type of tournament, with his first tournament since the knee surgery, when normally Tiger kind of needs some a little bit of time to get into a rhythm, I don't think we've seen that from him in a long time, especially after this long of a layoff. That yeah. was most impressive I, to me. It almost makes yeah. me more excited about 2020. Exactly. I think it, to build upon that, I think it kind of also dispels any, any notion that these wins that he had earlier were flukes, right? I mean, the Masters win was a hard-fought win. Uh, East Lake, same thing, although, you know, going into the final day with a three- or four-stroke lead, it's pretty difficult to lose that if you're Tiger, but still, there's probably still people out there, and there's probably even a portion of the diehard Tiger fans that are thinking, all right, just, like, how how much longer could this potentially last? But 
given the performance today and given what he did this past year, I think, like you said, it it gives me more faith that he's going to just keep grinding and keep winning golf tournaments. And it's not going to be the same style, but it's still he has the skills and the desire to continue to do it, which is fucking awesome. 100%. And this is one thing that's not really on our outline, but it just occurred to me and love to unpack it. See, I'm a big unpacker. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> so I can't, and you do this too, like I can't help it. The video we have, it's it's actually pinned on our Twitter account, at the Partrain, if you don't follow us. It's fantastic content. <laughs> uh, we have it pinned, our, our reaction, when Tiger wins the Masters. And I still watch it to this day, and I can't help but smile because it was, I think, by far one of the best days of my life um, mm-hmm. when that happened. And I think what's interesting is Tiger winning the Masters is one of the greatest things that can happen in sports, regardless if you're a golf fan, especially if you're a fan like us. But think about our reaction when he won the Masters. And it was incredible that he won after all that time. But, you know, it's 15 majors. That's not really on the list of anything. That's just another major win for Tiger, and we're all waiting for him to get to 18. 82 is the most ever wins and he tied it and yet we're all like we were doing a podcast about it and we're tweeting about it and we're doing we're talking about it but it it's not even close to the same reaction no. that the masters well, yeah, win was yeah i think it's probably because it's it's been like quickly it's been normalized right like yeah. the masters victory was so huge because of everything that it represented and it was i mean you couldn't have we've said it countless times before but you couldn't have picked a better storyline or a better venue or a better major for him to get another one after everything that he went through and for that to happen it it was cathartic in a sense for so many people and I, i don't remember what i was watching but they were talking with other professional athletes about where they were when he won the masters and and all this stuff and they were talking to a lot of nba guys and i think it might have been uh, Ray Allen that said it, or maybe it was Gary Sheffield. I don't remember who it was, but they were saying, if you're an athlete, you know what it takes to to be good and stay good, but you also know what it takes to be injured and come back from that and get to the same level that you were. Mm. And like the release that happened, not only for Tiger, but probably just for fans who so desperately wanted to see him return to that that level was was so pointed in that moment and then you juxtapose that with now him winning in japan it's just like all right well we're back to like old tiger you know like now we gotta if we're gonna have to get like have these incredible victories to get up for his like wins again like that's pretty good news for us that means he's gonna keep winning majors if the if the wins during the season that are you know at the other tournaments are no big deal then that's pretty awesome because it could have just been he won the Masters and we all lose our minds and then that was it and he kind of fades into the distance. But he's still out there winning tournaments, which is fucking great. And I'm uh, I'm very ready for the next major win, which will happen next year. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine the back to oh, back to back? He can oh, back to back Masters. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, I mean, yeah. just so people know, I mean, Strat pretty much passed out on his couch at about 4 p.m. Pacific um, because we there was a lot of drinking going on, and he was holding his... How old was Axel at this time? 
<laughs> uh, not quite one. Okay. Well, then I'm swaying a bit, and I was there as a spotter, just in case. <laughs> um, but we had a lot of fun. But I think this is a perfect segue, and I was actually planning on bringing this up towards the end of the episode. But because we're there, I think we might as well cover it. I was really curious of what we would say to a non-golf fan about what 82 means, and it makes me think about what we've witnessed since being kids because we grew up with Tiger. And I know because I have so many friends that aren't into golf where they're like, it, they're like, oh, okay. Like, it doesn't mean anything. So right. I'm curious, like, what would we say to those people? Are they missing out on something much bigger than golf? And I, I want to compare it to tennis after you, your answer, but I think it's mm-hmm. an interesting comparison. Yeah. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is the home record, home run record in a season, but I feel like that's kind of more of a sideshow than mm. like, than just the game of baseball itself. I mean, that was like the so then, summer of my life, 98. It, oh yeah. It was a good time. McGuire. Um, awesome. Yeah. Mark Guire, Claremont born and raised. That's where oh, I'm from. Heard of it? Deal. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know, maybe, you know, everyone talks about Jordan being the greatest. So maybe, I don't know, maybe it's seven NBA championships. I mean, no one's come close to that. Maybe it's eight Super Bowls, you know, two more than Brady. Like, I I don't know. Like, it's just, it's so outrageous. And it doesn't, the corollary is difficult to to make because it's it's an individual sport. And the closest sports to equate it to are typically team sports. So I don't know, maybe tennis is the best kind of is there one to choose what would you say to a, a, someone that's not really into golf it, d- besides shaking them to try and get them to pay <laughs> attention is there something that you would say that would get them to understand what they're missing in regards to just pure history versus you know the game of golf which can feel boring and and uninteresting i mean I typically the the thing that always trips me out is when I look at him versus other golfers. Mm. So like I think that I saw something in the outline you mentioned that he's essentially had three and a half wins per year for the last twenty or so odd years. Like the fact that three wins in a season had people losing their minds while he was gone, and that's just normal for him, is is pretty outrageous. Well, yeah, I mean, that like, was this year's PGA Tour Player of the Year at three wins. Yeah, yeah, and, and after. He and Sneed, who is the next closest with overall wins? Is it Jack? Or is it, this feels like a something that like Gary Player would have, like some random fucking yeah, third, so third most wins. Kyle Porter from CBS had a great tweet where he just listed 82 th- through 50 and just put blank spaces between. So it's a really long tweet with just random names down the list. Mm-hmm. So it's Sneed and Tiger at the top, 82. Nicholas is at 73 which we should oh, wow. talk about and what that means yeah. in regards to the comparison. Yeah. Then it goes to Hogan at 64, Palmer at 62, and then it goes to Nelson and Casper at 52 and 51. Who? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Byron. Yeah, sure. Byron. What's up, Byron? Heard of him. Um, well, you brought up other sports. I had a few listed, mm-hmm. and I found it very difficult. I was actually debating with my roommate before we got on the pod. Is It's very hard to compare the records in other sports, you know, because, and I think it's worth the question, like is Tiger's career and records and 82 wins tied for most ever compared to his major count versus Sam's need, which 
in my mind, makes him by far the greatest of all time, but we can debate that. Is it more impressive that Tiger's done this in an individual sport where nothing's really changed but him and his body versus all of these other records I'm about to read off that have different team, different players on the teams, different opponents. There's a lot of different, obviously Tiger's opponents have changed, but you know what I mean. So yeah. Tiger's 82 wins versus Brady's six Super Bowls, most ever by a quarterback. Um, Favre, 299 consecutive games played, and Ripken's 2,600 consecutive games played, 2,632 to be exact. Like, mm. that's a question of grit and longevity versus, you know, peak performance. Then you've got Jerry Rice, 197 TD receptions, 41 more than the next. The Dolphins' perfect 72 season. The Phelps medals in the Olympics. Gretzky's points being like over 1,800 more than Gordy Howe's. I mean, there's so many. I almost find it impossible to even compare. But I just struggle a bit with trying to articulate the meaning of... Tiger doing this it almost doesn't even feel that big of a deal but I feel like we're so spoiled you know I think the one that makes the most sense to me is actually Phelps because Mm. what's impressive about this I think is two things a the the just the sheer act of winning that many times in a sport where winning is so very difficult right coupled with the longevity that necessary to achieve that many wins within a career. So like we mentioned, one win a season would be phenomenal. You'd be ecstatic. Right. However, for him to do multiples throughout his career so many times is so damn hard. So Phelps jumps to the top of the list for me because this is a guy who's having to compete every four years. So he's got three chances max. I mean, as an Olympian, if you were to make it to three games and be competitive, that's outrageous. I mean, right. depending on the sport that you play, swimming is that's that's a young man's sport. You know, it's not something where you can remain competitive over four or five different games. And for him, like, I don't think that that's a record that will ever see broken by any athlete in any Olympic sport ever, which but it requires, you know, outrageous talent an insane desire to continue to work that hard for a very long period of time and just the career longevity to show up every four years and be that dominant over, you know, a a large period of time. That one feels the most uh, similar to Tiger, actually, to me. Yeah, and they, to think about Phelps' records, I mean, they didn't even have cupping till the end. So, you know. (laughs) Can you imagine if if in Australia? (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's a couple of tweets from the day that I thought was fitting. You referenced one um, from Sean Martin, which, uh, from the PJ Tour, which is, 82 times in 23 years, 3.6 wins per year. That's crazy. Um, but then from Justin Ray from Golf Channel said, which I thought was, I think you'll like this one. Um, it's his eighth time Tigers opened, I guess it's opening, a PGA Tour season with a win. Uh, in five of the previous seven instances, he won at least one major later that season. Oh, so let's go. April. <laughs> and to even add on that, uh, I thought, it, you know, on the part train, we pointed out, nobody else did. He finished at 19 under today. Foreshadowing? Kidding me? The guy ties oh. the all-time record with the no- number 19? Yeah. Well, back-to-back 64s was blowing my fucking mind. That was, like, no small feat either. Yeah. 
Okay, here's another thing I think people have been talking about. Apparently, I haven't, to be totally honest, I haven't dug into this enough, but from reading in tweets and what other people saying, my the take is that Sam Sneed's wins, he had, apparently there were some team wins thrown in there in his 82, and apparently a, a lot of his wins were one or two round tournaments at that time. Uh-huh. Uh, it's almost a rare thing for the old time record to be less credible than the modern record where normally it's like the Roger Maris versus the jacked up Maguire and Sosa, you know, mm-hmm. and it feels like the technology is overtaking the records where in this case, it almost feels the opposite. It almost feels like the format at which point and the level of the competition that Sam Sneed was performing at, it makes Tiger's record that much more impressive. Yeah, no, I agree. That was one of the things I was actually going to say about it, why I think his is more impressive. Because I think it was Brandel that actually said that, our old pal Brandel, friend <laughs> of the pod. Yeah, friend of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> mentioned the same thing, where it was, you know, it's not apples to apples here. Right. And the other thing that I think is fascinating is that he is now, he has consistent wins across I mean, probably what, five different versions of the game of golf? I mean, in terms of just the technology advances, in terms of the the, the field of talent. I mean, Tiger is responsible for this new wave of young, strong, long-hitting players, and he's still able to beat them, which that was the big argument was, oh, yeah, Tiger might come back, but he can't compete with Brooks. He can't compete with DJ. Well, he can, and he did, and he still is, which is... right fucking awesome to me because he's it's these aren't slouch victories these are against good fields these are against the best players in the game playing at their prime and he's still able to rely on you know wily veteran status he's able to rely on being you know one of the best iron players to play the game knowing how to play hitting every shot that he needs to hit i mean when he's on his game he really is unstoppable in a lot of ways and it's and it it falls to other players to play their absolute best golf in order to try to beat him which is insane given his age and injury history also this was amazing apparently he said in his post-round preference press conference he said i didn't know i could come back and read at this level meaning reading greens but being able to get down and read putts it makes a difference he said of his oh, knee wow. surgery in august and like, think about that. He goes, it's small, but it makes a difference. So like literally the few inches lower, he's able to get down, which actually makes me question my reading ability because sometimes I feel like I can almost see the break just by standing and looking at it. And then I just kind of mm. like going instead of trying to overread it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it literally gave him an edge. It's like getting down lower and he putted lights out all week. Oh, yeah. I mean, and how many times did we see him this past year just barely miss putts? I mean, is that why? I mean, <laughs> it had to have been. <laughs> the fact that now his knee is able to help him read greens. You know what? If he's putting like he did today throughout the year next year, that's Forget always what it. made him win. Yeah. Was his 20-footers that he would just bury. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting a little jacked up who's talking about it. And this is a late I, pod, I mean, so I'm not going to be able to go to sleep tonight. Yeah. And, you know, it's just so unfortunate that the PGA has such a long off season. You know, it's like, (laughs) God, when are they going to start playing again? Also, this might be a stupid question. Didn't fact check this before. Um, But 
we're just being, you know, vulnerable out here. Uh, since when was the President's Cup in December? Hmm. I don't remember the last one, actually. I kept thinking I missed it. I'm like, what, did the President's Cup happen? And then I'm like, I look, and it's like December. Like, what the hmm. hell? I don't know Merry if that's because it's in Australia or the new schedule or whatever, but that's bizarre. Anyways, okay. um, Tiger said, going on to what he said about his 82 and what sticks out to him, he said 82 to him means consistency. That's what stuck, stuck out to him if he had to pick it in one word. Let's, let's take a little exercise here just for fun. If you had one word to describe it, what 82 means to you, different than consistency is there something that comes to mind or you think that's the best word to describe it um i'd go with perseverance oh i was gonna say resiliency mm. or resilience yeah yeah i mean like look think of a time in your life where you've been good at something how big or small that might be where you didn't really have to try that hard it's very easy to become complacent right, right? i mean to especially if you're thinking about the PGA Tour, you're playing the same courses, the same tournaments year in, year out. I mean, with the exception of all but one of the majors, it's it's the same it's the same stuff year after year after year. To be that dominant and to continue to want to be that dominant for decades, it takes a special kind of crazy and uh, a special kind of focus that, you know, there's a reason why only he and Snead have this many wins is because you've got to be a little bit batshit in order to want to do that year in, year out. Yeah. And it's like, that's why I think the, uh, the 2000 season versus this season, I mean, it's got to feel incredible when you're just, I think of it as like, remember our match we played at the Ricky cup where we're both oh, yeah. just dropping birdie on birdie. And it was like yeah. the greatest zone ever. It's got to yeah. feel incredible when you're just dominating and you're winning everything. But to your point. <laughs> for months. Yeah, for months. <laughs> but at some point, like actually in Tiger's, um, in the last book written about him, um, where it's a big close-up on his face and I think he's wearing a red shirt. It's a really good book and gives a lot of good insights into his childhood. But one of the things that Hank Haney and others close to him talked about was Tiger embraced, to your point, needing a challenge he embraced the swing changes um because he liked this idea of being the best in the world and breaking all these records and seeing if he could get a little bit better by totally reinventing his swing yeah so challenge yeah so resiliency and perseverance i think is more the story than consistency it is consistency but to overcome everything he did i think yeah um, we nailed it we yeah. crushed it yeah we should have been on the podium with him and said hey tiger and uh, do you want to rethink your answer? Because I think it's a little uh, bit I'll more about I'll go ahead and take the mic. Hey, how you doing? Stratton East <laughs> Part Train Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, so actually, could you repeat the question once more in English and Japanese? Thank you. Oh, they did. And yeah. it was real fun watching Tiger's face. Just listen to the Japanese question for about two and a half minutes before the translation came through. Real fun yeah. to watch. Yeah, well, it's good stuff. I mean, and also uh, Japanese fans. Big, big fans of golf. You know, I know that everyone likes to joke that the Cardinals are the best, best fans in baseball. You know, oh. I, I don't, I'm not sure. Still, Jerry's still out on that. Mm. But uh, he maybe mentioned it himself. Getting this victory in Japan, he said, was very special. And it seemed like a pretty cool atmosphere out there, apart from the typhoon. Yeah, I mean, just great fans. Really, really 
good job of keeping those cameras on silent, you know? A lot of phones <laughs> out. So, okay, one of the last things we have today is a little segment called the Recruiter Resume Builder. Um, and if you want to click on that link throughout, we're just going to do this in real time. Oh, fuck it. We'll do it live. Yeah, we'll do it live. Go to yeah. his best career achievements and go down to miscellaneous We're doing and awards. We're uh-huh. going to do this in real time where, you know, our boy Tiger's got a resume over one page. And I don't know if you guys have heard, but rule number one in submitting that resume, you can't have a resume over one page. You just can't do it. And so the no. guy needs a little help. Now that he's got this new record, what, what's the, if you got to put the biggest accomplishments in descending order, you got to put the, the best at the top. Yeah. So if we're yeah. going to give him a top five, okay. what's our top God, five? Look, look at this shit. This is, there's so much stuff. I know. It's actually overwhelming. If you guys can yeah. see our screens right now. Um, I got it on the big one and it's still filling it all up. Oh, wow. The big boy. Okay. Well, big I'll, I'll start okay. it off. I think okay. the number one has to be the 82 wins because it ties yeah. the most ever. Mm-hmm. And so that's an easy one. Tiger, yeah. you, I think we got our first bullet. 82 wins, yep. ties the most ever. Okay, done. Yeah. How you doing? Tiger Woods. Yeah. Also, if you could change your font from Comic Sans, let's go ahead and curry or new or aerial. <laughs> I mean, what is this, your first time? Wow. I mean, I'd say Helvetica because it's just a fucking... <laughs> It's the workhorse of the design world, but yeah, sure. Whatever okay, you want. Sure. Helvetica, that works. <laughs> All right, you can go number two. It's it's a layup. Uh I'm not gonna go with the major Whoa. victories, actually. I'm gonna go with a, a link to a YouTube clip of oh. him sinking the infamous chip at the Masters. <laughs> because I've said it before, but every time I watch that clip, I fucking laugh my ass off because I can't believe that it happened. So if you're going for pure emotion, you got to, what is it? You know, you got to fucking sell the sizzle to sell the steak. You get them with the 82 wins, and then you go ahead and you get them by the heartstrings, and you show them that clip. Wow. So you're really going in experiential. Like, let's, let's establish a little bit of a relationship in the interview, and let's it's, get them to yeah. link out. It's a multimedia experience. It's 2019, okay? Yeah. It's not just static bullets. I like that. That's yeah. interesting. Well, now I feel like I can't go to 15 majors because it's fucking boring. I mean, you but, can do whatever you want. All right. Let's. You know what? I'm going to do the next two because this one is it's, it's a no-brainer. you got to go okay. 15 majors, second all-time yes. behind yeah. Jack's 18. That's yeah. bullet number three. Then yeah. I think you got to go the killer, okay? Maybe even draw like a little bit of uh, like the guys out for blood. Like maybe do yeah. this one in red. But 14-1 uh-huh. and one going into the final round of a major Ooh. With at least a share in the lead, just shows that yeah. you got the killer instincts. When it matters most, you're taking it mm-hmm. down. That's that's bullet mm-hmm. four. Okay. What are we rounding out the list with? <sighs> this is tough. There's a lot of options here. There really is. I mean, and we're doing this in real time, no prep. Yeah, do it live. <laughs> uh, I gotta say, I'm torn between two things. Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it a little bit more. I'm I'm shooting mm-hmm. the emotional bullets here mm-hmm. on the on the old resume. Mm-hmm. I'm either between the uh the assassination of um oh my god <laughs> i'm blanking on the name you're gonna have to cut this fucking tory pines oh uh, rocco Rock media the, assass- <laughs> the assassination like, of rocco media by the golfer tiger woods <laughs> at tory pines i'm like grassy no bro yeah, no, no, no. I've been there. It's cool. It's yeah, sure. Anywho, the assassination of Rocco Mediate by the golfer Tiger Woods, or uh, I'm going with the 
most recent Masters victory, coming back from adversity, oh. adversity and achieving victory once again. Um, I mean, it just, you know, both, both show the type of killer instinct, the type of pure, unbridled focus necessary to achieve greatness. In uh, one, you know, at Tory, a broken body, and mm-hmm. two, at the Masters last year, you know, with a, a rebuilt body, but each demonstrates uh, an obsession for perfection that very few people can, can claim to achieve. Yeah, it's almost like uh, Tales of Two Towns. You've got the broken fibula. Uh, mm-hmm. Tiger, you want to erase that. Tiger's using pencil right now. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and add in fibula, broken fibula. Then the other is a fused spine. Totally new body. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Talk about, you know, when the interviewer asks you, uh, tell me about a time when you um, experienced uh, a challenge that you had to overcome. Uh, pick it, your poison. Yeah, why don't you buckle up? <laughs> Can you imagine? Think about Tiger's face in interviews. Got his one pager that we helped him out with. Yeah. Gets asked, uh, what do you think is, tell me about a time when you overcame a challenge and how you overcame it. How the hell does he pick? It's a tough one. You know? Maybe he leads with, well, you know, to be honest, I had a little bit too fun, too much fun out there, and my wife at the time smashed my face in with a five iron. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, you're fired. And okay. I came back, got it restructured, and still was the best in the world. And now look at me, 11 years later. Are you like me now? Yeah. And then they don't give him the job. Uh, it's 2018, yeah. and you can't say that. And, yeah, he doesn't need a job. And they also say, I'm sorry, Mr. Woods, could you just please take off your sunglasses? We don't know why you're wearing those things. They're atrocious. And then he tells them, well, the fluorescent lighting in here, stuff to watch. Yeah. Nobody does fluorescent Try anymore. to filter out the blue light, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> God, I wish we had a promo code for uh, like MBMT, one of those blue light glasses. That'd be classic. Okay. Uh, well, that's pretty much oh, it. I'd say. Hold on, oh. I'm noticing one more award in 2019 that oh. we didn't talk about. Teen Choice Award. Are we? Are we? Are we going to include that, or are we not going to include that? Is that a serious edition right now? You're going to want to go ahead and check Wikipedia. I mean, it shows that he still appeals to the youngs. He's he's hip with the millennials. Oh, where is so that? About it. 2019, very bottom. Third oh my bullet. God, miscellaneous. Yeah, right after Presidential Medal of Freedom, he's got the Teen Choice Award. So it's a big deal. Look into it. Oh, you guys need to follow Twitter because that's, that's going to be a tweet for sure. I like that. Yeah. That's real-time discovery right yeah. there. Yeah. Um, there wow. Okay. Well, the last thing I wanted to say, we almost touched on it, but I didn't get to do the comparison with tennis. And I want to admit this because I feel like this is – I'm in the same situation in tennis that a lot of non-golf fans are in. And while I was doing research for this show, I kind of like woke up to the fact that, so when I was growing up, I was more into tennis. I come from a tennis family. My, my mom played in college. My dad plays every Sunday. Um, same group, 30 plus years. What's up, Larry? Um, Sampras and Agassi were the best when we were kids, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought that was like the coolest, that these guys were balling it out. And I was more of a Sampras guy. I'd probably take you as an Agassi guy, if I had to guess. Big time yeah, Agassi guy. Yeah, that checks out. So yeah. Sampras had 64 tournament wins of all time. Agassi had 60. Now, I know, and I knew that Federer and Adal and Djokovic were really good, but I didn't understand. Like, my roommate Koval is a big tennis guy, played in college. And so he told me, he goes, no, dude, seriously, like, Federer and Adal and Djokovic are the three greatest players of all time all battling it out against each other right now. So Federer is 103, second most all-time. Nadal, Nadal, 84, fourth most, and Djokovic, 76, sixth most. And so 
it kind of hit me. It's like, oh, shit. So these guys are like the three best ever are battling it out. And a lot of times I don't even turn it on. Like if I mm-hmm. get that notification that like Nadal and Federer are playing and they're in the fifth set, I'll turn it on. But it's not like I'm consuming it per se. And I feel like Tiger is probably that for some people. I think he's obviously elevated because he's like the most famous athlete in the world. But there's still a lot of people that aren't into golf. And so I guess it'd be my one PSA of like, we're so spoiled and lucky to be witnessing this. And who knows if we'll ever break Jack's record. But I feel goddamn lucky that we're here to watch. And that's all I want to say. You know what? I love that you said it because I felt the same way. Before he had his wins, I remember watching Tori against Rocco and thinking to myself, that was during Father's Day. And I remember looking back and thinking, damn, did we... Did we miss, did I personally miss something that I should have been paying more attention to mm-hmm. now that I'm a much bigger golf fan than I was? And I think I did because I didn't get to tune in for the pure domination, but I think we're witnessing something else that is going to be even more special in the saga that is Tiger Woods golfing career. And uh, if you're not watching, you probably fucking should. Yeah. I mean, if you guys haven't Googled list of career achievements by Tiger Woods, go to that Wikipedia. Check it out. It's incredible. It's not even our, like, we're not even promoting our shit. That's just Wikipedia. This is just pure info. It's, yeah. Like, it's just data. It's Fucking unbelievable. Data. It's a tap. <laughs> Open it up. All right. Well, I was waiting the entire episode for Serm to text us and be like, hey, sorry, guys. Have you started? <laughs> hey, but he didn't. Many so trulies. The guy's probably out cold on, on cold or flu medicine. And he's going to, I can't wait for the text tomorrow morning. Um, but hey, it was a pleasure just you and me. If you guys haven't gotten a rowback shirt, hat, quarter zip, it's getting cool. Enter the code PARTRAIN, 20% off. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Adios. Adios.